0: Amen and amen. If I can get someone on the mic. Amen. Amen. You got me. Hey, man. You still can't hear me? Just turn me up just a little bit. Hey, how you doing? Just turn me up a little more. I guess I may have to scream. Hey, amen. Little more, little more, little more, little more, little more. Still can't hear. Okay, well, we're just going to go with it. <laughs> Good evening, Central Park Baptist Church. Good evening to you all. How are we doing this evening? We're doing great. Amen, amen. Very well. If you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 526, hymn 526 as our opening hymn. We'll have a word of prayer. And if you sing really well, we'll let you sit on this next one. Amen. Hymn 526. Hymn 526. I believe we'll do all verses. Sing along. Heart is the shepherd's voice I hear out in the desert, dark and drear, calling the sheep who've gone astray from the shepherd's fold away. I'll bring them in, bring them in, bring them in from the fields of sin. Bring them in, bring them in, bring the wandering ones to Jesus. Oh, go and help this shepherd kind. Help him the wandering ones to find who'll bring the lost ones to the fold where they'll be sheltered from the cold I'll bring them in bring them in bring them in from the fields of sin bring them their guilty stays the dying thief Rejoice to see that fountain in His day. Amen. And there may I, though vile He, wash all, wash all my sins away. Wash all my sins away. Wash all my sins away. And there may May I, though vile as he, wash all my sins away. Dear young lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power. Amen. Till all the ransomed church of God be saved to sin. No more be saved to sin. No more be saved to sin. No more till all the ransom, Church of God, be saved to sin. No more ever since. By faith, I saw the stream thy flowing wounds supply. Redeeming love has been my thing, and shall be till I die, and shall be till I die, and shall. Be till I die. Redeeming love has been my fame and shall be till I die. When this poor, little staring tongue lies silent in the grave. Then in a nobler, sweeter song, I'll sing thy power to say. I'll sing thy power to say. I'll sing thy power to say. Then in a nobler, sweeter song. I'll see the power to say, Amen.
1: Well, you believe that? Say, man. I mean, y'all believe uh, that old-fashioned hymn? Come on, y'all. Y'all stay with me. Don't think I'm. You know, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just checking your temperatures, making sure you're still doing all right. Y'all, y'all good with that? Say, amen. Hey. Yeah, y'all tell. Yeah, it's Wednesday. I can tell. I mean, but I'm glad you're here. Uh, while we are, uh, uh, g- while we're going over the announcements, I want you to please get make sure if you'll look at your prayer sheet. Everybody got one of those? Uh, I had one. I forgot where I put it. Oh wait, no. Can somebody bring me a? Pr- I forgot where I put my prayer sheet. Oh, thank you, Brother Ron. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know y'all don't for do, y'all don't do that. Y'all don't forget stuff. Yeah, I'm not that old. Now, while let me go back while we're going over uh, the uh, announcements. If you'll, I want you to look at the prayer sheet, and uh, if you see something on there that needs to be corrected, let me know. All right. Otherwise, if you have a prayer request, we have prayer request cards, and uh, Brother. Troy has one, Brother John has a couple of them, and if you need one of those so that we can put them, put the add to this, then we'll do that, so please fill those out for that purpose, but if you see something on the prayer sheet already uh, that needs to be corrected, uh, let me know, all right, so look at that while we're going over the, the announcements. You have your bulletin from Sunday, and you, have y'all read them? Okay, good. Have you looked at the pictures? Okay, all right, if you'll notice on there, it says uh, men's prayer breakfast Saturday, that's his Saturday, men, all right, and uh, so be here ready to go, 8.30, and uh, we're going to have a good time, we're going to eat, I mean, uh, we're going to eat twice, we're going to eat physical food for a few minutes, and and then we're going to eat some spiritual food food for a few minutes, so uh, then we're going to go out and knock on some doors for a few minutes, all right, So, uh, please uh, be here ready to go at eight thirty for that. Then also, uh, the Millers, missionaries to Mexico, will be here Sunday morning, and uh, they're gonna. uh, He's gonna preach for us. They're gonna be here all day, and uh, he'll preach. and and Their family does an excellent job singing, and uh, so they're gonna preach and sing. And I'm and I'm just throwing this out here for you, something to think about. Sunday afternoon. We, I may have them, I'm going to talk to the Millers uh, Sunday about this, that if they have uh, a good repertoire of songs, I'm going to have them come, uh, and at 1.30, I'm going to have them sing a little concert, a gospel, a good gospel concert for about 30 minutes from 1.30 to 2, and then at 2 o'clock, we're going to start our service. So uh, y'all uh, just mull that over, but I'm going to talk to him about that Sunday, so uh, please be in prayer for with them. Uh, I enjoyed. Uh, he called me uh, the other day, and um, he when they came the first time, he came in on a Wednesday, and he and he came in through the door. I came around the corner, and he and I said, "Yeah." And uh, he introduced himself. We're the Millers from Mexico, and uh, I appreciate you booking uh, us to be here tonight. And man, we are looking forward to the service. And I didn't book him. But he came in, and he kind of threw me a little bit, you know. And uh, so uh, he sent me an email the other day. I'll give you the quick story. He sent me an email and saying he'd be, he was looking forward to being here and all that stuff. And I sent back an email to him immediately, and it said, uh, Do I know you? <laughs> I said, uh, I, I'm not sure if I've met you, but this is Pastor Smith from uh, the First Church of the Rainbow. <laughs> well, I, it wasn't three minutes. My phone rang. And my, when my phone rang, he said, yes, this is uh, missionary, uh, the, the Millers to Mexico, and I'm trying to reach Pastor White. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, this is uh, Pastor Smith. <laughs> and uh, I said, uh, yeah, he said, Pastor Smith, he said, uh, man, I'm trying to reach Pastor White. This is the phone number. I said, no, this is Pastor Smith, First Church of the Rainbow, and I'm just uh, telling you. And he said, and you could, then he was stumped. And he said, man, I've, I guess I've got the wrong number, and I know I've, I'm sorry that I have, dialed your number by mistake and i you know if i've caused any inconvenience and i mean he's rolling you know and he said but i could i just almost knew that i was trying to reach a central park baptist church and i said oh central park baptist i said that's the church that uh, i pastor in my other ego or my alter ego <laughs> and i mean he just went Oh, man, you know, and and you could tell that he had been shot, you know, and he said, you know, he said, nobody has got me like that in years, (laughs) Uh, and he fumbled and stumbled over his words for the next five minutes, (laughs) and finally, I just, you know, Brother Miller, I said, I appreciate you coming, our folks are looking forward to you being here And he said, man, I will remember this. And I said, oh, no, I've got a good memory because when you came in Wednesday and said that, and he goes, oh, yeah. And I could hear his wife in the background laughing. And uh, so they are, you know, and he said, man, and then he was telling me how he's going to remember all this. I said, well, remember one thing. I said, there's a love offering tied to this when you get ready to leave. He goes, okay, never mind. He said, man, preacher, we're looking forward to being there, and man, I'm, you know, and uh, just, but it was, it was the funniest thing, so <clears throat> if you see him Sunday, just tell him, if you tell him, glad to meet you, or pre- we're glad you're here today, and and ask him, say, have you heard that we're thinking about changing our church's name to the First Church of the Rainbow? <laughs> if you feel led to kind of throw that in, <clears throat> just go ahead, and you can do that, and He'll be fine. He's good. He, he's good at handling practical jokes. So, uh, but pray for them. Long story. So, but pray for them. I'm looking forward to them being here. He is. Uh, it's neat to be able to kid around with somebody and and you know and in a good spirit about that. So, and and maybe they're going to come and sing and maybe he's going to preach a good message Sunday after all that. Uh, so just. Pray that the Lord will use them. I'm looking forward to them being here. They're a good family. And uh, so just pray that we get them rolling about 1.30, okay? That's Sunday. Uh, Also, don't forget, Sunday is 22 and 22. We're at first Sunday of every month. We ask for 22 people for this year uh, to 22 people that will come at 8.15 and pray with us. And so let me encourage you. You come for that. Uh, at 8 15 uh, we'll be we'll pray as long as time allows uh, because the millers have to set up and get things ready to go so uh, please come and let's have reach our goal then choir dinner is man there's a lot going on this weekend at at choir dinner after service sunday morning said all choir members and prospective choir members are invited to a special dinner on sunday uh, the meal is taken care of, so if you're in the choir, you please come and be a part of that. It's just something to show choir uh, that you you are appreciated, your faithfulness and the work, uh, because it, it has taken work to stick around for choir practice uh, for a while, and, and you do a good job. So please, choir, uh, don't forget about that, all right? And, and then just read the rest of the things in your bulletin, okay? Now, uh, is there any corrections that need to be made on our prayer sheet anybody okay well if not let me encourage you please fill out these prayer request cards so that we can uh, make sure that the request uh, get on the uh, prayer request sheet so that we can pray for those please remember these that are on here it's good to see brother gary and miss mary here tonight keep them in your prayer for help pray for again for brother dennis and miss susie Uh, they look like they are doing much better uh this uh uh, this past sunday when they were here continue to pray for brother dennis he's he's got diabetes and he eats a lot of uh, sweet stuff so pray for him brother robbie uh, Pastor pastor smith oh he's on the back all right so so yeah, y'all pray for him too. That the Lord will help him be nice. <laughs> uh, also, remember to pray for our day Sunday. Oh, I know what it was. Pray for Brother Colts, John Colts. He's not. He his health has not been doing good. Miss uh, Debbie called and was asking that we pray for him and and uh, just pray for him. We all know who Brother John Colts is. Yes, sir. We still need to pray for him. Uh, he comes. He's faithful. And so please keep him uh, in your prayers, all right? Also pray for Brother Wujin in the Corinne ministry uh, that the Lord will continue to bless. We're still asking God for 15. He had 11 Sunday on their first Sunday. And uh, now he's going to have to, you know, we pray for him that he'll preach and that uh, folks get saved and they'll be a part of that ministry. So keep him uh, in your uh, your prayers as well, all right? So, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. We'll pray for these on our on our uh, prayer sheet and then we'll add to these for next sunday if you have these prayer request cards just turn those in uh, after the service all right dear father we thank you lord for loving us i'm thankful god for our people lord i'm thankful for uh, a church a congregation lord where we can come and uh, lord we can uh, enjoy one another's uh, fellowship lord we can enjoy uh, just having fun with one another as well, I'm thankful for that, but I'm thankful also, God that when it's time to uh, get serious, Lord, that we uh, get serious about the things of god and and uh, I'm thankful, Lord, for this place that you've given us where we can come and worship you God, we come before you tonight, lifting up these that we've mentioned, Brother uh, John Colts and his help God, we prayed you'd be with him and and uh, Miss Debbie Lord is in in their health. God, pray that you'd continue to watch over them. We pray for Miss Mary and Brother Gary Lord, and uh, God that you'd continue to strengthen them, Lord. I know Brother Gary's having some problems with his eyes, and God his uh, kidney as well. And Lord, you made him, and God, you know uh, what he needs. And I pray, Lord, if it be Your will, You'll reach down and touch him and heal him, God. And Lord, just work a miracle in him, Lord, tonight. God, we'll give you praise for that. Lord, we pray for Brother Dennis and Miss Susie and their health, Lord, and as well as others, God, that are on our prayer sheet. Lord, we just pray for the health and well-being of all of our folks. We've had some that have been sick this last week, and we pray for them, Lord, and ask you, God, to continue to just be with the health of our congregation, Lord, that you'd strengthen us, Lord. And in our physical health but health but lord we pray also that you strengthen us in our spiritual health and god may we continue to grow and mature uh in our relationship with you i pray god that you would help us to again as we study your word tonight to rightly divide your word of truth and lord that we will glean things from the book of daniel god that you'll help us lord and and uh, god that we'll just be the kind of church that you'd have us to be help us to be a, a bright light in a dark world and Help us to be a church that stands true to the uh, word of God and, Lord, stand true to the gospel. And, Lord, I pray that we'll see souls saved and folks added to this church. And, God, we give you the praise for that. So, Lord, we just thank you for uh, the privilege that you've given us to be in your house. We pray, God, that you'd be with all of our folks that are here tonight. Bless us, Lord. and, And, again, watch over us. Help continue to be with us as we sing lord tonight help us to remember god to sing praises to your name and lift up our voices to a holy and a righteous god and god will give you praise for it bless the offering lord we pray god that you'd bless the gift and the giver and uh, may everything that we uh, give may be used for the furtherance of the cause of christ in this place because it's in jesus name i pray amen if you have an offering you please come
0: If you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing one more uh, hymn before we uh, begin our study tonight. Hymn 157, Hymn 157, I'll Fly Away. I think we'll do just a verse and a chorus, and then please greet each other afterwards. Hymn 157, sing along. Some glad morning, when this life is o'er, I'll fly away. celestial shore I'll fly away I'll fly away oh glory I'll fly away in the morning when I die hallelujah by and by I'll fly away please let's greet each other at this time
1: Daniel chapter 4, Daniel chapter 4, and uh, we'll begin reading in verse 6. Well, let's go ahead and start at 1, and then we'll just read down through verse 15. That's not that far. So, uh, when you find your place, if you'll stand in honor of reading the Word of God, you know, it's amazing the things that you see in Scripture if you read it slow. But sometimes we don't like to read slow, you know. We want to read it, and, you know. We want to get our reading in, amen. But this is pretty neat. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about tonight. But now the next week's lesson, when we get down through verse 16 and beyond that, I'm looking forward to that. There's some neat stuff in there. Uh, but we have got to take care of first things first. All right. So, found your place, Daniel chapter four, verse one. Say, amen. Nebuchadnezzar. The king, unto all the people, nations, and languages that dwell in, the, uh, in all the earth, please, uh, peace be multiplied unto you. He says, I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. How great are his signs, and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in mine house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream which made me afraid, and the thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Therefore made I a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me, that they might make known unto me the interpretation of the dream. Then came the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, the soothsayers, and I told the dream before them, but they did not make known unto me the interpretation thereof. But at the last, Daniel came in before me, whose name was Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God, and in whom is the spirit of the holy gods, and before him I told the dream, saying, O Belteshazzar, master of the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy God is in thee, and no secret troubleth thee, tell me the vision of my dream and that I have seen, and the interpretation thereof. Thus were the visions of mine head in my bed. I I saw, and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth, and the height thereof was great. The tree grew and was strong, and the height thereof reached into heaven, and the sight thereof to the end of all the earth. The leaves thereof were fair, and the fruit thereof much, and and in it was meat for all. The beasts of the field had shadow under it, and the fowls of the heaven dwelt in the boughs thereof, and all flesh was fed of it. I saw in the visions of my head upon my bed, and behold, a watcher and an holy one came down from heaven. And He cried aloud and said, Thus, hew down the tree, and cut off his branches, shake off his leaves, and scatter his fruit. Let the beast get away from under it and the fowls from his branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump of, of his roots in, in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass and the tender grass of the field. and Let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beasts in the grass of the earth. Let his heart be changed from man's, and let a beast's heart be given unto him. Let seven times pass over him. Father, I pray, God, that you'd help us, Lord, tonight. And, God, as we begin to study here in in Daniel chapter 4 again, I pray, God, that you'd help us to glean uh, from this, Lord, those things that you'd have us to glean from it. Help me to say those things that bring honor and glory to your name, and help me leave off those things that do not, and Lord, we'll give you praise. Help me be true to the word of God, Lord, and I'll give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Brother Kevin, you might turn me down just a little bit, okay? All right, last week, we'll get a running start. Uh, We discovered that Nebuchadnezzar, if you remember, he was made afraid because of the dream that God had given him. And we also learned that God was dealing with him personally about a problem that he had that we can all we all share in. Y'all remember what that problem was? Pride, exactly. And God's about to teach him about pride. And and you know, the Bible said in the book of Proverbs that uh that a haughty spirit cometh or pride now my mind set down. Yeah. Pride coming before destruction or before, before a fall in a haughty spirit before destruction. I'll get it out in a minute. Yeah, finally, man, he got I gotta get my brain going here. Uh so let's start in verse six. Look in, look in verse six. And notice what it says. It says, Therefore made I a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me that they might make known unto me the interpretation of the dream. Now we notice again, Nebuchadnezzar goes to the wrong source for help, okay? He had already done this once. He'd already gone to his wise men about his first dream, and and you remember what they told him about it? Absolutely nothing. Uh, And folks, if you go to the world, and I was thinking about it, if you go to the world for help, then you're going to get what the world can give you. But if you go to God for help, then you're going to get what the creator of all things can give you. So it just depends on what you're looking for, uh, what you're going to get. And by the way, it's typical, think about this, it's typical uh, for the lost or even a backslidden Christian to go to the world for help or depend on the flesh uh, for help and for uh, advice, I guess, if you will. But here we see that these wise men, they were powerless uh, in what they're doing. And and if you remember, they were powerless uh, in, in the first dream. I mean, they couldn't, in fact, think about it, they, Nebuchadnezzar, remember, he told them, he said, "If you, first of all, you're going to tell me the dream, and if you don't tell me, I'm going to cut you in pieces, all right? But now this time, he doesn't even tell them the dream, He or, or he doesn't even say that to them. He goes ahead and tells them. He's he's going to spare them the embarrassment, if you will. He's going to spare them the, the trouble of trying to figure out what the dream is, so he he goes, uh, goes ahead and tells them this time about the dream, and they still can't interpret the dream. And, and, and you know, and I, when you think about this, if you're having trouble with something, if you're carrying a burden, then listen. Go to the Word of God. Go to God for help. Listen, the, God this week, He's already, I mean, God will, uh, He'll answer your prayer in His will if you ask Him. And, and sometimes if you pray and ask God for something, He's going to show it to you right away. And sometimes when he does something, listen, you know that it's God that did it. I like that kind of stuff. Uh, The the Lord blessed us and helped my son the other day on a test that he was taking. And he passed both of them. And I'm thinking, man. And my son goes, Dad, you're more excited about that than I am. And I said, because God answered a prayer. I said, not only we have been praying for you about this, but other people have been praying. And I said, man, God answered a prayer, and you passed both of them. Listen, I'm telling you, when you, when, when, when God answers a prayer in your life, when you've been praying about it, it is an awesome thing to see the hand of God move. And so if, you, if you're if you having trouble, if you want answers, then you've got to go where the answers are. Listen, how many times have... Have we needed answers to something in our life, but we went to the wrong place and we never got the answer? It's because you went to the wrong place. Listen, if you want, if you want an answer, then you've got to go to the right place, and that is, that's the Word of God for the answer. You've got, if you want the truth, then you've got to go where the truth is. There's only one source of, of absolute truth, and there is absolute truth, and here it is. So if you're looking for absolute truth, Here it is. If you're not looking for absolute truth, then that's why people stay away from the book because they're not looking for it. So here's Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, He goes to his wise men for for answers. And notice what it says in verse 7. It says, Then came in, here they go, I can see them coming in. They got on their long robes and they're all good up in their you know their wise men stuff, you know, and here come the here come the magicians, you know, they're coming in first, you know, they're in you ever watched a parade? Here they are. They're parading right in. Have you ever watched a uh, when the the uh, State of the Union address or something, and that day, how you see them walk in, man, and they're all shaking hands, and i can just see these magicians are coming in, and and then the astrologers come in, and I mean they're making a big to-do because the king has summoned them to come in and and tell them or tell him the interpretation of this dream. So so here they come, magicians, astrologers, the Chaldeans are back, the soothsayers and and Nebuchadnezzar tells them this dream and, and and watch and and again they can't interpret the dream and I thought man these guys are absolutely useless but they're on the payroll kind of sounds familiar I mean um listen the reason they couldn't interpret the dream is because their knowledge didn't include the knowledge of almighty God period Listen. Well, I'll go on. They they didn't consult the Word of God for answers, and they're not alone. Because listen, those kind are not not extinct today. There's still people around today that that they do not search out the Word of God for answers. That's why you have evolution. That's why you have all these other things that go on in the world today. Because people they do not want to consult the Word of Almighty God for their answers, Uh, and they're still around today. They just go by different names. Instead of going by magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers, uh, they go by names like college professors, political advisors, psychologists, psychiatrists, newspaper columnists, talk show radio hosts, school counselors. I mean, we could go on and on. They go by all kinds of other names. But listen, I'm here to let you know that they, all these people, they may claim to know the answers, but without God's word, they only promote ignorance. And we can all say amen. So uh, th- here they all come in. But notice uh, verse 8 and 9. I can see all these guys. Now, this is, I think this is kind of neat and, and funny in a way. Uh, I think it, this was a plan of Daniel. I think he planned it this way because here's all these guys coming in they're in their big pomp and circumstance they're they're walking in they think they're somebody they're shaking hands you know and they're doing all this stuff and they all get in and and they you know they all sit down and take their place and 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 the king says hey okay boys y'all I've, I've told you the dream this time so tell me the interpretation of it uh well uh have you ever watched uh, politicians on TV? You ask them a question, and they just talk. I mean, you talk. You ask them a direct question, and they're off over here somewhere. And it's like, what? I can see these guys doing the same thing. And so when they get through, then and then all of a sudden, here comes Daniel. Look what it says. It says they couldn't answer. They couldn't give the interpretation. Verse 8 says, but at the last... What happened? Daniel came in. You, you, you think God has a plan? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Daniel is like an oasis in the middle of a desert. These guys have done all they can do. You know, it reminds me of the false prophets and uh, when Elijah was there, and, man, they've done all their stuff, and, you know, and they cut themselves and they've done all this, and Elijah's making fun of them and said, well, maybe your God's asleep. <laughs> Maybe he's on vacation somewhere. well, these guys have done all they know to do and and Daniel comes in at the last and so we we noticed when he comes in that the king shows him respect and and I think uh, Nebuchadnezzar gives him high marks because of his past he Daniel had done the right thing, he had performed with excellence in the past and in recalling he not only. Uh, you know, interpret the dream, but he recalled it, and he told the king what it was. So the king shows Daniel some respect, and I think we can learn a lesson here, and that's that if you want high respect, then you're going to have to perform with excellence. Think about it. If you want a high grade, then, I don't know, you may have to apply yourself and earn it. Not like they're trying to do today. I, I was thinking about this this afternoon. Where nowadays, they're, now they're even trying to do away with failing grades. Well, we don't want to offend anybody. That's why. I mean, we don't want anybody to think they failed. I mean, we don't want any. I mean, why should we have to apply ourselves? Why should we have to earn a passing grade? I earned them. Yeah. My daddy said, hey, you don't have to make A's, but you're smart enough to pass. You better pass. Well, I remember one year I came home and had three F's on my report card. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. And my daddy said, okay, I came in. I showed him the report card, and I thought, well, you know, I'll try to skate through this. Yeah, I skated right straight to my back to the back bedroom because my daddy said, "You get back there. I'll be back there in a minute." And the board of knowledge was applied to the seat of understanding. And then the next report card, I had B's and A's. Yeah, you know why I earned it? <laughs> Two times. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh now, nowadays we give high praise and respect for low performance. Yeah. Uh, but Daniel got respect because he had earned that respect. Note look in verse 9. Uh you see the request for Daniel. Uh it said, now remember, he's called Belteshazzar. Notice it says it says, according to the name, remember. Uh, or Nebuchadnezzar, he, he didn't go all the way. Remember, we, saw, we he gave praise to God, but he didn't go all the way. And now, here he, we see that right here. He says, His name's Belteshazzar, according to the name of who? My God. my God. Yeah. You remember, we don't want to make anybody, any God mad just in case. So, Nebuchadnezzar says, He's going to give a little, little pat on the back to Jehovah, but I'm still going to be hanging on to my God over here. So he says, we're going to call him Belteshazzar according to the name of my God. In, in, but Daniel, in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. Now, that's a pagan's way of saying that, that the spirit of almighty God is on him. Okay? Without really going all the way, well, he's trying to give him, show him some respect. And he says, in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And before him, I told him the dream saying, and he, he goes on to tell him. Now, because Daniel had done so good, you know, about the golden image, uh, Nebuchadnezzar knew that Daniel was going to do good with this one. Uh, And, I mean, and by the way, it wasn't Daniel all by himself that was able, because he was able to do this. We understand it was the enablement of God that made it all possible. And, folks, it's not the flesh that enables us alone. But it's God in us who gives us strength and wisdom to go through our day and to give us the ability to do what we do. And how often do we go through our day and do the things that we do and, and God provides for us that day, but we never stop at the end of our day and thank God for the ability that he gave us to make it through that day. We go home, we eat our food, and listen, do you pray? don't answer, but do you pray and thank God for the food before you eat it? I mean, after all, he's the one that provided that food for you. And by the way, if you don't, that food, if you remember, it's under a curse. The ground was cursed, remember, because of Adam. And when you pray, then you're just asking God to lift the curse off the food. Amen. And not only to thank him. But it's God who enables us and gives us the strength to do what we do. It's God who gives us the breath we breathe. It's God who gives us everything that we need to function on a daily basis. So it's not just Daniel, but it's God through Daniel. Now look at the details of the dream. Look in verse 10 through 12. I'm not going to take the time to read the verses, but you go back through there and I'll just pick out those things. One is the place of the tree. The Bible says in the midst of the earth. The picture here is that of a tree. It's remote from any other tree or any other forest. And the tree is the center of the stage, so-called, and it calls for Nebuchadnezzar's complete attention. God said, Nebuchadnezzar, you pay attention here. There's something I want you to see. And so he sees that this church is in the midst of the earth. But notice it says something else. It says, And the height thereof was great, and the height therefore reached unto the heaven, and the sight thereof to the end of all the earth. The place, now watch this, the place and height gives us an idea of the tree's prominence. In other words, the whole world could see it. It's a picture showing that Nebuchadnezzar's rule is over all the earth. And everybody had their eyes on Babylon. They knew that it was a a, a great rule of Nebuchadnezzar. And by the way, that's what made Nebuchadnezzar so prideful. Nebuchadnezzar looking at all this stuff and saying, hey man, look what I did. Man, look at what I have created. Am I not awesome or what? But that's all fixing to come to a crashing halt. Notice the power of the tree in verse 11. Uh, It says that the tree grew and, and was strong and the height thereof reached unto heaven and the sight thereof to the end of all the earth. Now think about it. I mean, this tree grew to such a great side and it reflected a healthy and a vigorous tree, one that had great power and rule. And again, all of this is representative of the rule of Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon under his reign. I mean, God's saying, listen, this thing was great. Uh, I mean, this tree, uh, and, and again, look in verse 11, the tree grew, it was strong, the height thereof reached to the heaven. You know, when I think about that, uh, my mind goes to our country. Listen, we got a great country. I, I was watching something on uh, on TV on uh, about our, America the Beautiful, I think is what it's called. And I like that kind of stuff. But it, it showed how diverse this country is. And, and I, I began to think, listen, there is no other place on the planet like the United States of America. This country has everything. It has things that other countries will never have. It was talking about up in, I think, North Dakota, how the greatest uh, 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 difference in temperature in one single day was. It was literally a hundred degree difference from morning till night. I thought, man, I, I, I couldn't believe it. It showed things, and I thought, this is what God gave us. Listen, God has put us in the greatest uh, nation on the face of the planet. And, and, but listen, he put us here for a purpose. He, he didn't put us here to be prideful. He didn't put us here to, to say, look at me, look what we have done. But that's, I believe that's where we're headed. That's where we've come to and where we want people to look at us and see how great we are. But listen, we have a responsibility to reach lost people all over this globe. But we have forgotten all that. And what have we done? we pushed God completely out. And you know God said that he would give us what we want. But he'd send leanness in our soul. Uh, I think maybe that might be where we're at. And we see here with Nebuchadnezzar. In the tree it grew of such great size. But if you notice in verse 12. I, I mention this. It's a beauty, a, a tree of beauty. Uh, the Bible says in verse 12 that it was fair. And that simply means beautiful. It represents the magnific- magnificence of Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom and his reign. The tree was also fruitful and, and it offered protection. You can see the animals, they came in under it and they, the, the fowl, they lived in it. Simply letting us know that this nation under Nebuchadnezzar's rule was fruitful and it offered protection for everyone uh, under his rule. But then notice verses 13 through verse 16. It says, I saw in the visions of my head upon my bed, and behold, a watcher, and an holy one came down from heaven. We'll, now, we'll stop there for a minute, and we're gonna, we'll get into more about the watcher a little bit later, next week. But that word watcher, it means one who is constantly alert and watching. Listen, it also means an angel or guardian. This watcher is an angel sent from God. Now watch, no other place in Scripture is an angel called by this name other than right here in the book of Daniel. This angel watcher watches and observes the wrongs of men. And the Bible says he is a holy one come down from heaven. The description stresses the heavenly character of of the speaker here and his message, think about this, his message is from God. And by the way, when the messenger comes from God, he carries the authority of God himself. And and being holy, it means his message will be true and faithful. Well, listen, I want you to understand something. That There was a messenger that came. His name was Jesus Christ. And, and he was holy in everything that he did. He lived a perfect life. And the message was that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. And that's you and me. And so now we see that this watcher, he... He comes and he's, he brings a message from God to Nebuchadnezzar. Notice in verse 14, it says that he cried aloud. That word cried, it means to proclaim as a herald. You remember the old shows when the, when the newspaper boy would come out and hear ye, hear ye. I mean he'd be with the paper and he would cry out listen well there was a herald that would come out before the king and he would cry out and he would get the attention of the people because the king was about to come out and make a statement and that's exactly what this is it's a messenger that proclaims as a herald And it carries the idea of reading something just like this proclamation or this decree that we're talking about. And that word aloud means strength and power. Now think about this. So here we have sound. We have strength involved in the speaking of this decree. So here's this herald. He comes out to proclaim a a message or a decree How with strength. And when I thought about that, I thought, you know what? This is exactly what we need today and the kind of voice we need in in pulpits across our country today. We need men of God that will stand here in this place for God and listen and proclaim as a herald and give a message with strength and power through the Holy Spirit of God. Listen, God help us today. Preaching today needs to be clear. It needs to be authoritative with the assurance of the word of Almighty God. Too many preachers are standing in pulpits just like this one. And listen, and they act like they're trying to sneak up on somebody. Listen, if they stand in this place and if they're proclaiming the Word of God, then they ought to speak up like a, a, a herald. Listen, they ought to speak out with assurance from the Word of Almighty God and speak with some authority. Amen. Why? Because they stand here in the place of Almighty God through the Holy Spirit. Uh, when they preach, they ought to preach. You know, That's what Paul told Timothy. Preacher, preach the Word. Be instant in season and out of season. When you don't feel like it, you stand up and proclaim like a herald the word of Almighty God and say, "Thus saith the Lord," Amen. But man, there's—well, I'm not going to say that. I could. There's too many sissies standing in the pulpit. Listen, God help us. This—listen, this, this is an authoritative book. Uh, we need to preach it with authority. And allow the Spirit of God. We don't have to be mean or insensitive. But listen, a preacher ought to preach with some authority and the assurance of the Word of God. And if they stand in the Spirit of Almighty God, God will give them some assurance and some confidence. Amen. And so here's this uh, this watcher. He cries aloud and he proclaims as a herald. Uh, And notice what he says. He says, cut the tree down. Hew it down. Listen, this is a picture of the judgment of God on Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar is about to, he's, we're, we're getting there. We're, we're coming to that place. And the watcher says, cut it down. And notice he says, cut off his branches. Now, this is kind of a normal thing. If you ever cut a tree down, you go and, and you, um, oh, uh, what do you call it when you cut the branch? Um, huh? Limit, yeah, limit. That's what I'm looking for. You limit And you cut all the branches off. Well, that's exactly what's taking place. And this is literally showing us the extent of the destruction of the tree. Notice the watcher also says, shake off the leaves and scatter the fruit. I'm telling you, God's saying my judgment is thorough. When God does something, brother, he does it well. Whether it's on the judgment side of things or on the blessing side of things, God always does a good job. He leaves nothing up for the imagination or nothing up for chance. So he says, shake off the leaves and scatter the fruit. Um, no longer will this tree provide the protection for others. No longer will the tree provide uh, protection for uh, the animals or any of those things. And, and notice it tells, you, it tells the animals that they'll, they need to get out from under it. It says, scatter the fruit, let the beast get away from under it, and let the fowl uh, uh, from his branches. And listen, this is letting everybody know that, that Nebuchadnezzar, that anybody that's connected with the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, they, they better get out of the way. I remember as a, a young man, I, I wanted to go uh, skiing with some friends of mine, and, and there was a, an adult that was taking a bunch of the young people out to the lake to go skiing. And, and I said, Dad, I want, can I go with them? And my dad said, No, you can't go. And I said, well, everybody's going. They're, they're, they're going out. They're dead. Why can't I go? And, and I said, so-and-so's taking them. And, and uh, I mean, he was in the church. And, and I thought, man, if anybody ought to be taking us and do, do all right, he ought to. And my dad said, listen, this man is out of the will of God. And if God decides to judge him while you're there, then I don't want you around. Listen, God's judgment is often like a shotgun blast. It's not like a rifle. And God's judgment will get anybody that's around that. That's what God's saying here. Listen, let the animals run. Let the fowl leave. Because this judgment, listen, it's on Nebuchadnezzar. But if we're not careful, sometimes when God judges people, innocent people are hurt as a result of it. We're seeing that right here. No longer is the protection going to be there. But look in verse 15. There's good news. You know, I'm thankful that God is never one to just Always, he always gives us a chance. We find it here in verse 15, the good news. The tree is not completely killed. It, look what it says. It says, nevertheless, what's it say? Leave the stump of his roots in the earth. You know, and if you if you were out at the house the other you know, here a few weeks ago, when folks came out to help cut up wood, there's a bodart tree over here on the side, and that thing laid over where that tornado just almost yanked it out of the ground. And brother Marco and a couple of men they they were all there cutting that thing up almost all day. And me and my wife, was, and that's been how long since March when the tornado went through. And me and my wife were sitting out on the back porch the other evening. It it got really nice and cool. It was about ninety-five, you know, what I mean it was had a little breeze through there. And so we're sitting out on the back and I'm and I look off over there and I hadn't really paid any attention to it, but there's a whole bunch of little shoots coming off of that stump. And I'm thinking, Man, look at that. That thing is almost uh, pulled up out of the ground, but there was enough roots left in the ground to where it gave life through that stump. And there was some. I mean there's probably a dozen little shoots coming off of that stump. Well that's exactly what we're seeing right here. God says leave the stump. Of his roots. In the earth. That's a statement of hope. I mean. It means that the tree is going to sprout again. And it will grow again. And folks listen. I'm thankful that there's always hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Always. I, I, our hope today is. Uh, that God is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Listen, even when God's judgment comes in wait, listen, God, as long as we're here, as long as the rapture hasn't taken place, then there's still hope there's still a message to get out and tell people that, that Jesus saves and, and that there's a place where they can come and they can feel the presence of Almighty God and know that if they'll come and they'll say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. that Listen, the Lord will still save them. There's still hope. But one of these days, our God who loves us is not only going listen, he's going to turn from our Savior to our judge. But today, there's still hope. We notice we find that Nebuchadnezzar, the Bible says, with a, he's going to be bound with a band of iron and brass. In other words, he's going to be deprived of his freedom. Um, and he's going to be bound up because of his mental capacity. And we're going to see that in the next few weeks. Uh, and folks, listen, this here is a good picture of what sin will do. Sin always deprives us of the freedom that we have in Christ. Always. Always. Sin will shackle and bind you. But the sad thing is a lot of people think that they're living in freedom. But when they're bound, we get bound by bad choices. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Sin will do that. You remember in Luke chapter 8, the maniac of Gadara? I mean, they tried to bind him. But listen, even though they couldn't bind him with with fetters or anything like that. Listen, he was still bound by Satan. Yeah. And the Bible says in verse 16 of Luke 8, or or, excuse me, 16 here in chapter 4, it says this about Nebuchadnezzar. This watcher changes, and this is really, and we'll get to that in a second, but the watcher changes from being impersonal to personal. It says in verse 16, let his heart be changed from a man's and let a beast's heart be given unto him. And let seven times pass over him. Nebuchadnezzar, he's about to go from the palace to the pasture because of pride. Yeah. That's the story of Daniel chapter 4. Yeah. Nebuchadnezzar is going to live outside and he's going to live like an animal. And he's going to think like an animal. Until God says, okay, you're ready. Uh, And when the watcher... Gave this announcement. Watch, he went from talking about a tree to talking about a man, and it scared Nebuchadnezzar. Listen, when God's, you know, when God speaks in general, and and he's in, out here about things, and then he changes to looking at you and saying, "You, you remember David? Thou art the man." Sometimes God looks at me and you and he says, you're the one. I'm talking to you. You know, I've, I've had my dad say to me over the years a lot of times, you look right at me. You know why? I was in trouble and he wanted my undivided attention. Well, uh, God is about to get personal with Nebuchadnezzar. But really, I'm, I'm thankful that God is a personal God. Um, when we allow anything to come between us and our relationship with God, listen, God will get your attention. Yeah. And just as God brought Nebuchadnezzar to the place of repentance, he'll bring you and me to the same place. Whatever it takes. You say, how do you know that? Well, I've been to his woodshed. Yeah. Once. Yeah, once was enough. And you know, and sometimes when God gets our attention, it's it's not it's not a pleasant experience. But I'm glad that God is personal. And I'm glad he got personal. I'm glad he got personal with me because he came to me and he said, You know what? You're not saved. And he said, But I sent my son to die on the cross for you. And he got personal. And he sent his son. And you know what? He's still personal today. Because when you get wrong and the devil comes to accuse you uh, before God and the brethren, you know what the Lord Jesus does? The Bible says that he is seated at the right hand of God to bring intercession for you and for me. When the devil says, Boy, look at them. Look what they're doing. Look at that. God, look at that. Look at him. Look what they listen Listen, did you see what they did? And Jesus said, Father, they're mine. They've been, they've been washed in the blood. I'll take care of it. And you know what he does? He takes care of it. And he begins to speak to us in that still, small voice. And says, you know what? Uh, there's something you need to take care of. And... And if you're not careful, we'll have the same problem Nebuchadnezzar had. We'll let pride get in the way. And that pride will stop us. And then God will have to get serious. But today, we still have an opportunity to let God speak to our heart. And God still loves us, He's still long suffering. But, you know, sometimes we need to just tell self, self, you just get over there and take a break because I need to go talk to God about a couple of things. Oh, but preacher, I can do that right here. Yep, you sure can. And before you get out of here, the devil will be on you about it. Say, you know what? Nobody knew you did that. It's okay, and it'll be easier for you next time. But there comes a time when we got to tell pride, to hit the road. And we need to come to a place like this that we use for an altar and really get serious before God. Uh, because if not, sometimes God will have to get our attention. It may not be like Nebuchadnezzar, because God's fixing it. You go ahead and read a few chapters ahead, you'll find out what he's gonna, what's going to happen to him. I mean, we already said where God said. He's going to change his heart from a man's heart to a beast's heart. Oh, yeah, it's getting serious. But today, we can come. So I want to encourage you. Maybe there's something you need to talk to the Lord about. Maybe, I mean, maybe it had not got to the place where God's going to, you know, start tapping you on the shoulder or thumping you a little bit. But don't make him take you to the woodshed. It's never a pleasant thing. So if the Lord's speaking to your heart, let me encourage you. You come. Father, help us. God, I pray that for the next few minutes, Lord, I don't know what's going. To, maybe someone just has a burden this evening, Lord. Maybe, maybe they just want to come and say thank you for something that you've blessed them with this week. But God, whatever the need might be tonight, Lord, and I pray that God, if I can be a help or pray with someone, they'll come and let me help them. But Lord, if they just want to come and talk to you, I pray God that they'll come. That they'll just say, "Pride, hit the road," and they'll come and a few minutes, they'll do business with you and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, and if no while nobody's looking around, if the Lord's speaking <laughs>